Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. The pumpkin is native to North America. This is the Fact Off, a weekly podcast where we each share a random and obscure fact and leave it up to you to decide the winner. I'm your host, Alex, and with me, as always, is Mike. What's up? You were supposed to say Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> I was going to say Razzle Dazzle, but I, I your, thought better of it. You were going to make that your thing. No, my thing's not going to be Razzle Dazzle. Let's get our other guest host in here. He's not a guest host, but our other host in here will get his opinion on your Razzle Dazzle. Pat, how you doing? Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> it sounds just like Mike. Yeah, that was a pretty good Mike impression. Now, now I want it back. I, I, that's going to be my catchphrase, not yours. No, you can have something like stupid like, what's up, guys? What's up? I wish he had a Z in there. It was a what's yeah. up. Yeah. That's true. I did do <laughs> a old what's up. Give him the old razzle dazzle. Give, what's that Razzle dazzle um. It's from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, I think that's the second time we've uh, quoted Chicago on the show. <laughs> Speaking of Chicago. How many, how many, yeah, how many <laughs> musicals do you guys watch? Just Chicago. I think I have seen Chicago once. <laughs> I've seen it a few times. I watch a lot of musicals, but I'm cultured. No, I was thinking about today. I was driving to work in the Summer Loving from Greece was on the radio. And it's so odd because, like, it's the first day of school and all, like, the all the guys are like, hey, tell us about the girls you hooked up with this summer. Yeah, that's not what you do every time you come back from uh, the summer vacation? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't, I don't have no summer break no TV back then or anything like that, so that's all there was to hook up with girls. <laughs> yeah, now that we have yeah, TV, yeah, but... I stopped hooking up with girls. Yeah, we don't. You want to make out? No, I'd rather look at my TV. I think they did have a TV in the movie. They did have TV back then. Yeah, they did that. Brush up, brush up, brush up. That whole commercial. Yeah, they, that movie was a lie. They were busy watching TV and not making out with girls. That is true. What's your guys' favorite song from Greece? Does this sound like none of us have ever made out with girls before? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember any musical songs. So, anyways. You don't remember any musical songs? Like, songs from musicals or the songs in general? Move on. Okay, well, back to the topic at hand. This is the fact off, and how it works is each week we have a general topic, and we try to find three awesome or cool facts about it. And then or just we let facts. you. Well, I always type in awesome or cool fact about whatever topic it is, and then see what it brings up. And it always brings up Big Bone Lick, so must be the coolest <laughs> place on earth. Uh, and then you, the listener, get to decide on who the winner is. I did not see the. Results from the last week's episode, Mike. Who won? <laughs> I shared them with you guys. I even tweeted at you. I didn't I'm, say it. I'm, I'm the fact-off champion this week. What? I know. Under protest. You and Pat tied for last. We tied for second. That's true. Okay. I have still not come in last place. <laughs> All right. I, I guess oh, you yeah. look at it that way. Pat told me it was tied, and I meant to go in and vote for myself. I didn't vote this week. Did, was... Yeah, did, did you vote, Pat? I did vote, and I didn't vote for myself. Wow. Ever the sportsman, I wanted a challenge, and now I regret it. <laughs> if I did, if I'd voted for myself, I would at least not come in last. <laughs> uh, Wait, so counting the votes, Mike got two votes, and me and Pat got zero? <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys got some votes because you, you registered, so. Oh, nice. Hey. Making yeah, if, waves. If, if you didn't get any votes, you'd be at 0%, and that wasn't the case, so. 
Not yet. Who's going to be the first one of us with a zero vote fact? Well, it depends on how bad your fact is today, so. Ooh, coming at me. All right. I got a good one this week, I think. You always say that, and they're always good. Say your thank you. (laughs) Hey, so far, I've either come in first or second, so. Well, since I won, I I say that Pat goes first this week. All right. Do you have a victory fact, Mike? That's true. We forgot to do one last week. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Okay, my victory fact is going to be this. Human feces takes about a year to decompose. You know, a whole year. So if you take a crap on the ground, it'll take a whole... That's going to be sitting around for a whole entire year. Is that why you took a crap on your lawn yesterday? To see what would happen? Yeah, I did, actually. (laughs) I'm going to measure it. I put a little flag next to it with the date, and I'm just going to check in on it every day. You had that fact ready to go. (laughs) He, for everyone at home, he did not look at any notes for this fact. He just rattled that one off the dome. Well, it's a, it's a quick fact. It was short. I like it. Yeah, the I'm going to use it fact. tomorrow at school. The victory <laughs> fact. Yep, and that means me and Pat are both the slack-offs. Yep. Well, I'm the slack-off and Pat's the jack-off of the week. Yep. <laughs> okay. You guys can <laughs> share that. Okay, well, this week, if you missed last week, this week, general idea was history. A general idea. <laughs> yeah, everything is history, technically. Even it's all science. All the other categories fall under history. This sounds like somebody's making an excuse for the fact that it's not really history. <laughs> My fact is about the future. <laughs> you should win this one, Alex, because you were a historian in college. I was. I so was if a you lose this one, it, you have no hope. No hope at all. I will try my best, and I will let our lovely, talented, and smart listeners decide. And what did you call them before this episode, Mike? What did you call our listeners? Dumbasses. Dishbags. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Idiots. Like, he said, "Rattle dazzle." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't eat this dazzle dazzle stuff you're up. You're trying to like <laughs> destroy my character. No, I've never said anything bad about our listeners. Even the people who listen from Canada, I saw you guys popping up in there. Wait, what? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. We have a couple yeah. Canadian listeners. I think I saw one from Germany. Hello, all our international Germany? fans. That's incredible. I have an international fact this week. Are you, are you internationally known? It's not internationally known, but it's known to rock the microphone. Sorry, so my fact Proceed, is called... Pat. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Everybody shut up. All right. My fact is called Stingy Jack. Have you ever heard of Stingy Jack? Called it. Mm. Wait, <clears throat> you knew it? Alex actually texted me and said, hey, I bet you $10 that Pat's going to bring in. The jack-o'-lantern. Oh, boo. How'd you know? Well, because I researched this and thought about doing it, and I was like, this seems more like a Pat thing. It is a Pat thing. So go ahead, Pat. I like this story, though. Well, act surprised. What? You don't say. All right, so Stingy Jack. All right, you already like gave away the ending of the story, so thank you for, <laughs> for that. <laughs> I was trying to build it up as like a big reveal, but it's okay. Just give out the, you know, bury the lead or whatever they say. Um, so Stingy Jack is this uh, an old Irish tale. And he was a drunk and like a con man and just an all-around terrible person. And he had an, a reputation, uh, such a big reputation that even the devil had heard of him. Sounds and the like devil's, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the devil and Mike are, you know, good friends. <laughs> So the devil went to check him out and, like, see what all the hubbub was about. So one day while Stingy Jack is walking home from the bar, he stumbles upon an old man 
and he realizes that it's the devil, and the devil has come to take his soul for all the dirty deeds he did. It was this an old man with wisdom in his eyes? <laughs> yes, old man with wisdom. They're on a boat. Uh, <laughs> this is the same guy that lied about the bow fact. Yeah, this he's this guy really is the devil. So he was like, "All right, devil, you can have my soul, but like first, you know, before you take me down to hell, let's let's go have a drink and." You know, one last time. The devil didn't see any problem with that. So they go to the bar. They're drinking it up. They're having a good time. And it comes down time to pay the bill. The uh, stingy Jack didn't have any money. And the devil's like, well, what are we going to do? As the devil would. And stingy Jack says, I have an idea. You turn yourself into a coin. All right, hold on. <laughs> what? He may be the devil. And he may be a terrible person. But by God, he is going to pay his bar tab. Yeah, he's not a monster. He's just the devil. <laughs> like most people that work at bars are on the paid. So <laughs> yeah, once they get uh, get rid of the tipping situation, it'd be easier. <laughs> so anyway, so he tells the devil, "He's like, hey, I got you. You turn into a coin. Well, I'll pay with you. And then when the bartender's not looking, turn yourself back, and you can take me to hell." So the devil's like, "Sounds like a plan." So then, stingy Jack, uh, do you guys know what the word stingy means? Yeah, cheap. Yeah, so does he pay his bar bill? No. Yes. He puts that ah. coin in his pocket. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, so he puts the devil in his pocket, and in his pocket is a crucifix, and because there's a crucifix in his pocket, the devil can't untransform from a coin. And the devil's all mad because he's been tricked by Stingy Jack, and he says, hey, let me out of here. Uh, and Stingy Jack goes, all right, I'll let you out, but you can't take my soul for a whole year. And the devil's like, fine, whatever, I just don't want to be a coin anymore. So the devil makes a deal with him. It's like the reverse of every other story with the devil. And a year goes by, Stingy Jack doing stingy things. The devil comes by to get his soul finally. And Stingy Jack sees him and he goes, Ah, I see that wisdom in your eyes. But before you take me to hell, can you grab me an apple off that tree? And the devil, being the nice devil that we know he is, says, Sure, I'll go grab that apple for you. And he climbs the tree for him. And as he climbs the tree... Stingy Jack carves a crucifix into the tree, which keeps the devil stuck in the tree. And now the devil's like, oh, come on. Like, let me down, please. You know how the devil (laughs) asks nicely? He was like, all right, I'll make a deal with you. Uh, But you can't take my soul for another 10 years. And the devil's like, fine, whatever. And the devil's just like mad and embarrassed now. He's got to go back down to hell without Stingy Jack's soul. So within the next 10 years, Stingy Jack dies. And he knows he's not going to hell. So he marches up to the pearly gates as one would and he goes and hey let me in and they're like oh no you're stingy jack we've heard about you you're not worthy enough to be in heaven go to hell you know the hell if they say in heaven so he goes (laughs) down to hell that's exactly how i picture going to heaven (laughs) yeah st peter's like you go to hell stingy jack and he says it to everybody doesn't he oh pretty much heaven's a very empty place uh, so he goes to hell and the devil's like, Oh no, 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 you don't. You embarrassed me twice. You're not, you're not welcome here in hell. So he was cursed to walk the earth for all eternity, never getting into heaven or hell. And the devil said, wait, 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 come here. I'll give you one thing. And he gave him one burning amber to walk around the lightest way. And so what stingy Jack did was he carved a face into a turnip and he put the burning ember inside and he walks around the earth, and that turnip turned out to be a jack-o'-lantern. Stingy Jack, Wait, Jack of a, the Lantern. A turnip lantern. 
Well, yes, they used to be uh, turnips. As Alex said at the top of the show, uh, pumpkins are what? Native to North America. And Ireland, this side fact, Ireland, not North America. There's a little international fact for all our international listeners. Oh, double fact. One thing you got wrong about this story is when the devil tells Jack that he can't come to hell, he says, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yep, and he starts singing Closing Time. <laughs> yep. Um, so there you go. That is the origin of the jack-o'-lantern. So kids would carve faces into turnips and potatoes, as one would in Ireland. And then when it came over to America, it wasn't a real big thing until the Irish came over, and then they started yeah. using uh, pumpkins <laughs> and such. They're like, this is a lot better than it. And that's where the... Have you, yeah. seen, have you seen... And that's where the jack of jack-o'-lantern comes from, is from Stingy Jack. And lantern comes from when you put a light in there and no, lights really. up the lantern. <laughs> and O comes from the alphabet. True. Well, you're breaking this down real deep. Might as well just be your fact at this point. This is kind of like a stolen fact. You can't steal my fact with that O fact. I think it's good enough. I, I think I think this is your fact for the week. And Pat, you need to come back in a little bit and give another one. Damn it. Well, I'm glad I went first because I did the stingy jack, and I hopefully that was Alex's fact as well. So everyone at home, when you're carving your jack-o'-lantern this year, just think of old stingy jack and pay your bar tabs, tip your bartenders, or go to hell. <laughs> okay. Bum, bum, right. bum. You can go next, Alex. Okay. So my fact is the O in jack-o'-lantern <laughs> comes from the alphabet. Is that why you're making that face? That that O face? <laughs> So, I don't have a fact title for my fact yet. Well, actually, I'll call it Burn It Down. It's about Seth Rollins? Down. It is about the wrestler Seth Rollins. <clears throat> As you guys know, Halloween is October 31st. Oh, crap. But what do you call the day before October Halloween? 30th. Mischief Night. Uh, yeah, some people call it Mistress Night. Some people call it Devil's Night. Gate Night, Goosey Night, Moving Night, or Cabbage Night. I've actually heard Cabbage Night, but I've not heard of the other ones. Yeah. Cabbage one was not one I've heard really? of. Really? I guess it's, yeah. But I think I saw a thing where it was kind of decent around here. Yeah, Cabbage Night was like more of a popular thing around here. And I guess people would just go around and do mischievous things like throwing toilet paper on people's houses. and. Wait, where, what's that have to do with cabbage? Do they throw cabbage at people? It says they started in like Scotland where they would pull out cabbage out of the ground and where uh, girls would determine like the, what the husband would be from that. But then they would take, they had this cabbage that they weren't going to eat. So they, like, they would throw it at houses and stuff. And then it kind of evolved in the people that would steal like rotten vegetables and then throw them at houses. And like, they would just do general mischief stuff. Is that why G- <laughs> your wife that one time had that cabbage and she just looked at me and said, he's going to be an okay podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right! Yeah, I did in the cabbage. That giant head of cabbage at your face last time I saw you. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't October thirty first. You were just being a dick. Oh. Also, <laughs> it would be October thirtieth. But like, <laughs> yes, yeah. Sorry, get um, your facts straight. Yeah, <laughs> but like, these nights were these nights were all about like kind of like kids that were too old for trick or treating, the but wanted to do stuff that would call us like. Simple mayhem. Might as well just give these kids candy then at this point. Just let them trick or treat if they're going to be so angsty. 
So, because we growing up, we called it Mischief Night, and I was trying to find out like the details of where that came from, and it dates back to at least seventeen nineties. Wow, that far back! But it's like, yeah, like it used to be November fourth. Have been being jerks for over two hundred years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Guy Fox Day, and then it was May Day for a little bit, and it kind of settled on this day, and like there's different things, but all kind of centered around like general hooliganism. Gotcha. That's a good word. When you said 1790, I, I just pictured Tom Revere riding across the country, like throwing cabbages Who? at people's houses. <laughs> Who's Tom Revere? <laughs> Paul Revere's <laughs> Paul Revere's son. He's a kid. He's a kind of a jerk. Yeah. He was a nerd. His dad knocked out that the British was coming, and he's knocking out these kids. Just for, <laughs> for all our listeners out there. Uh, just because we say some facts on the show doesn't mean we actually know anything. <laughs> well, carry, carry on, Alex. <laughs> Mike lost it. So I was reading about Devil's Night in Michigan. And it's, I kind of come across these stories about fires being set in Detroit. And they had a lot of troubles with fires. And football teams. <laughs> Uh, and said in 1910, a group of students at Detroit College of Medicine set large bonfires in the streets on Devil's Night. They actually just like handed out cigars to firefighters and all. They just had these large bonfires. Then we jump to 1935, and the police commissioner was like, "Okay, things are getting out of hand. We're going to start arresting people for setting fires in the streets." Then the 70s came. And all along, the arson took off. In the early 70s, vandalism and arsons were like just becoming more and more of the norm. The good old days. Yeah. So between 1917 and 2010, more than 100 fires happened each year on Devil's wow. Night. These aren't just like bonfires. They're actually burning like houses down and that type of thing? Oh, my God. Yeah, abandoned houses and stuff like that. Hopefully. It got so bad that in 1984, there was 100 fi- 800 fires Jeez. reported, and fires had to respond to them. In Detroit alone? Yeah, Detroit, and they said like the surrounding suburbs. Okay, man. Not as much, but mostly in Detroit. And like this is also like Detroit had a bad housing okay. market, so like there was a lot of abandoned houses. And they said that they think a lot of, a lot of the fires were started by homeowners or property owners that couldn't sell them. And they would burn the houses down for the insurance money. Yeah, they probably saw that so many people were doing it. They're like, well, I can get away with it if everybody's burning down houses and just blaming on the next door neighbor kid. I think it's in the law that the yes. everybody's doing it law. It's true. <laughs> and you can get away with it. It's one night of the year, no laws. Isn't there like a popular movie uh, franchise about... One night a year that you can just go around doing whatever you wanted. Yeah, the hangover. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike is talking about the Purge for all Purge heads They're out there. They're screaming at their podcast right now. It's the Purge. But finally, in 1994, Mayor Dennis Archer decided to... No, we're not doing this anymore. This is stupid. This is done. Didn't they already decide that? When, when did you say that in 1930 the cops cracked down on it? Yeah, but then it got so out of hand that he's like, we, we need to stop I this. love how it just took one politician to say, hey, no, stop it, guys. Stop it. Like, all the other politicians are like, thumbs up. Yeah. Like, taking selfies in front of fires and that sort of thing. Yeah. 
That's what people do. So he decided to create Angels Night. So he would have volunteers <laughs> patrol, <laughs> stricter curfews, and ban on portable gas canisters. It just seems normal. Yeah. So he started this after 94, and in 94 they had 350 fires. And starting in 95, it went down to 158 fires. Why have I never heard of and this? It's been going... I have never heard about this at all either. Like, it's been going down every year since. Finally, in 2010, they stopped having over 100 fires, and it's just been kind of going out. They don't know why it's cut down. They're thinking maybe because, like, the volunteer. It's probably a combination of the volunteers, the housing market. There's not as many as abandoned buildings and all. And <laughs> people just like t- of houses to burn. Yeah. And this general kids' vandalism is down. They said they used to have, like, volunteers. Uh, from October 29th to November 1st, from six, from eight midnight to six a.m. Time Volunteer to watch abandoned houses so people wouldn't burn them down. So damn millennials aren't but, pulling their weight. But I thought it was interesting. I've never heard that this was like a big problem in Detroit. But it makes sense. But they have a lot of other problems. So yeah, I mean, really, things took a turn until that RoboCop guy came along instead of cleaning up the streets. They actually have a RoboCop statue now, don't they? They should. Every city should. Uh, every city should have a RoboCop. That's true. But that's my fact. I just found it interesting that there's like a whole big... Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> I thought it was awesome, Alex. I, I I never heard of it before, so I, I, I big thumbs up. All the facts tonight Thank so you. far. Thumbs up. Alex, that, fire, <laughs> that fact was fire. <gasps> That's what That's the kids what the are kids saying. Say. <laughs> yeah, Alex is definitely... Uh, I'm hip. I don't know. Lit. You're lit. That's what I was going to say. You're like a modern Tom know. Revere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Mike, your fact is about Tom Revere. <laughs> no, my fact is not about Tom Revere. It's not. Well, by the way, so people could vote for you. What, what was the name of your fact? Burn It Down. Burn It Down. That's a pretty good name. Oh, but don't forget about Stingy Jack, everybody. So, Stingy Jack, burn it down. All right, I'm going to get into mine. So, when you guys were children, did you ever get in trouble for being, like, uh, defiant or daydreaming too much? Uh, daydreaming? No. Defiant? Also no. Or what about, like, not going <laughs> to bed on time? I, just, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think we caused our mom and dad that much of a headache. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. I was to to help your story. I, yes, to help your story. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was a hellion. I was like, f this place. I'm leaving. You can't make me go to bed at seven. Well, if you guys had been ruffians or you know bad kids, then years ago your parents could have like checked you into a hospital. You might have been told, hey, you have an infection. We're gonna run some tests on you. And you, you wake up. The next day, you like you, you lose like some time, and you have some bruises around your eyes. You you don't know what happened really happened, and uh, what what's going through your mind? Like, what do you think could have happened to you? Yeah, uh, someone beat the crap yeah. out of me. <laughs> yeah, punch in the eye. Yeah, I got hit and blacked out. Well, actually, this is an account from a twelve-year-old boy. Um, he's the youngest recipient of the uh, transorbital lobotomy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this his stepmother actually signed him up for this, 
Um, I guess she didn't like his behavior and how he acted, and um, I think she wanted his money. He had money? This She's a stepmom, and he was probably going to inherit some money, so she wanted his, you know, inheritance, kind of. So she was hoping that this lobotomy would kind of make him like a vegetable, so he would, you know, she would have to take care of him, and she would get his estate. What an awful person. She listen- yeah. She's not one of our listeners, is she? No, but this actually happened in the 60s. So I didn't okay. realize they were doing lobotomies like as late as the 60s and 70s and, and even the 80s. Um, yeah. It's kind of crazy because yeah. I, I, I didn't know it was just that, that commonplace. But if you guys are at home or wondering what a lobotomy is, it's more terrifying than you'd ever imagine. Originally, what they would do... They would drill a hole through your skull and try to, like, take out your frontal cortex. And later on, they realized that they could do a less invasive procedure by jabbing an ice pick through your eye socket. And just wriggling it around to separate that frontal cortex from the rest of the brain. And that was, like seen as like a procedure that they would do to like thousand like fifty thousand people or more. Like lots and lots of people had this done. Is that what happened at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah, the lobotomy, yeah. Isn't that what this is? Yeah, yeah, that's what this is. A lobotomy. Yeah. yeah. So wait, how how was the kid able to tell the story? Well he his his surgery didn't go as bad as as, you know, other people's have. Um he actually lost a lot of his like he felt like he didn't have. He said he didn't felt like he didn't have a soul afterwards. Basically, when people had this done, sometimes it would make them into a veg- vegetative state, or like basically just, um, you know, not have any movement or anything like that. It basically just, I don't know how to explain that. No, yeah, yeah that's pretty much a vegetable. You have no like <laughs> desires or anything. But sometimes I thought you were gonna trail off after a no as well. <laughs> <laughs> you have no. I'm trying to help Mike out here. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, the failed ones are, would be the ones where people are just basically a vegetable. But the one, what they're aiming at was to, like, people who had severe depression or, like, schizophrenia or something like that, they're aiming to get rid of those uh, portions, like, of the... The defective portions of the brain is what they thought? Yeah, exactly. And... Basically, the only options at the time would be either to have this lobotomy done or just spend your entire life in in an insane asylum. And, you know, if you had a child, you probably wouldn't want to, you know, leave your child in an insane asylum for their entire life. It wasn't a good place to be like it. Yeah, you would rather just drill a hole in their head. Well, (laughs) this was all done by like, uh, you ever heard of Dr. Freeman? No. He's actually the guy that popularized all this. And he actually had, like, before and after pictures. So this might have been, like, the first, like, before and after picture, like, thing where he would have, like, a picture of a patient that looked, like, manic and, like, crazy. And then he'd show an after picture of somebody, like, they had a smile on their face. They looked docile. And um, I guess the public at the time didn't realize how dangerous this this treatment was or how much it could change the person and people just saw it as like a quick way to like 
you know, help their child out or help their help their loved one out. This is this is why we shouldn't trust science. Just saying. So that Walter Freeman gentleman, he was like the, actually the first person to complete a lobotomy in the U.S. And uh, he was so confident of the treatment that he toured the country in what was known as the lobotomobile. That's awesome. And he, only if his name was Freeman, why don't you call it like the Freeman van or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. The but lobotomobile was, it sounds so much better. Yeah, trademarked. Yeah, he trade. He trademarked on it. But yeah, he toured the country doing these all around, like, America. And he was actually training other doctors and doing this. And, um, yeah, I don't know why everybody at the time saw it as, like, some miracle cure. But I I don't think there was a lot of people that had a good, you know. Well, no one who had it had a good time with it. Like, it didn't help anybody. That's why we don't do them anymore. The outdated medicine that they... You can clearly see a change in somebody when that happens, so that's the proof that it's working. But you don't see the long-term effects of it right away. Yeah, and are there numbers on how many people got lobotomized? Yeah, I, th- I think I said earlier fifty thousand, but there was a lot of deaths as well, like over five hundred deaths. Um, how many in the car? No, was it in the car, or would he just go around in the car? He just go around in the car, and he, later on, after he toured the country doing all this, he opened up his own practice in California. Um, but he actually did. Freeman is best known for doing the the lobotomy on John F. Kennedy's sister, Rosemary Kennedy. Yeah, okay. And when she was born, I guess she came early, and the nurse didn't want her to come to be born before the doctor was there. So the nurse actually held the baby in the womb. Until oh, my God. The, yeah, until the doctor got there. So the baby suffocated and... Like, had some brain damage. So, that caused a lot of developmental issues, and Rosemary Kennedy was, like, had had a lot of special needs and had to get a special tutors, all that. And eventually, she, she had to end up in a monastery with nuns. And I guess the nuns said that she would go out at night and go to bars and go home with men and that sort of thing. So... Yeah, it, w- it just wasn't seen as a good thing, especially because John F. Kennedy wanted to become, like, a. his parents wanted to be a politician, so they didn't want all this, like, weird stuff going on with Rosemary to get out and, like, tarnish their reputation type of thing. Do you guys remember how fun Stingy Jack was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, actually, Rosemary, they set up this lobotomy doubt the knowledge of her mother like the dad kind of did this on the side and this is one of the failed ones where after it was completed she was basically not herself anymore at all like she was like had to be in a chair and you know live the rest of her life basically not able to communicate like she was basically reverted back to a a small child so it's a it's a it's a sad sad process and yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have brought in such a dark topic to this show, but this is Halloween. And supposed it to- is Halloween. You got to go with something spooky. When did they stop doing this? In the 70s, uh, late 70s, I think, 80s. Um, they actually still do lobotomies to this day. But it's not the ice pick lobotomy by somebody who's not a, a brain surgeon. So before that, the people 
like driving the ice pick into your brain. They were just like doctors. They weren't surgeons. I mean, I'm guessing you don't really need to be like, I'm a surgeon. I can easily jam this in your head and turn it around. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, they actually had a bunch of failed ones too. Like one time uh, Freeman was posing for a pitcher with the ice pick. In, in, as in, one does. in somebody's head. Yeah, as one does. And accidentally <laughs> slipped, and the pick went all the way into their brain and killed them. So, um, yeah, he had a, a mistake like on, cam- on camera, like, yeah, yeah. and it was still a popular <laughs> thing. Like That didn't really ruin his reputation at all. You don't go to jail for that? No. I guess I, you sign papers. I love I how the world used to be where like crazy stuff could happen, and you could still have a career and a livelihood. Yeah, I accidentally jab one ice pick into someone's brain and kill them, and now everyone's on my belt. But yeah, but as you, as you asked, lobotomy still happen today, but it's like so rare. It's like such a rare thing, and it's done by a brain surgeon, and they go in and remove very specific areas of the brain, and it's meant as a last like ditch effort for somebody who's just untreatable by all like medication and that sort of thing. So, Pat, well, I hope no one needs a lobotomy. Sounds not like a fun process, but you know what is a fun process? Carving into a jack-o'-lantern and putting a candle inside and putting it outside and letting the squirrels eat it or a kid step on it. Yeah, I almost called my my, my fact something like cheery and dumb, like lobotomy, 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 or I can't, I can't think. Lobotomy, lobotomy. Yeah, but I thought better of it. <laughs> you didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine just... Called the history of lobotomy. Yeah, straight into the point. You could have called it like lobata fact or something like that, like the lobotomobile. All right, I'll call mine the lobotomobile. Yeah, the lobotomobile is pretty cool. All right, yes, my fact is called the lobotomobile. Would you rather have that or the Batmobile? Uh, one's fictional, and one is. The Lobotomobile. The, the Lobotomobile. <laughs> I've seen a Batmobile in person. I've been in the Batmobile. But does it function like the Batmobile? Yeah. It drives. The door opened. Someone had to get it there. Jerry the King Lawler, personal friend that I met once at a Comic-Con, owns a Batmobile. So if you're listening, Jerry, yeah. thank you for showing me your pictures of your Batmobile. It's very cool. Well, I'm sorry to be the downer of this episode. <laughs> Uh, Pat, That's all right. Pat did this with the skin flaying fact. And it won. So I bet you the lobotomy is going to win this one. Yes. Okay. Well, that was the fact awful this week. Uh, so you have the history of the lobotomy, Stingy Jack, and Burn It Down. Uh, go over to the factoffpodcast.com to vote. Factoffpodcast.com to vote. And then, yeah, thanks for listening. Pat, you want to roll the dice? Uh, let's roll the, the dice. Topic? Six. Ooh, winner's choice. That would be you, Mikey. Ooh, you get to pick the category. Does it have to be one of the other five categories? No, it can be whatever you think. It can be like... Lobotomies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The, the facts next week have, all, have to be all about lobotomies, different ones. Um, they have to be uh, whoever can come up with the saddest fact. Anyway, it could be about pants, it could be about the sky, it could be about Roman numerals, whatever you want, Mike. Pants, 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 pants. pants. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You're on the spot. I know. It, it is on the spot. Like, maybe we should just get rid of the six. <laughs> no. No, this is fun. Like, whatever you're thinking of, word association. Pants. Mm. <laughs> Pants. Plants? Plants. Yes. All right, I'll do plans. I'm sick this week. I can't record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys can find an interesting fact about plants. That the pumpkin is uh, native to North America? Because I did. It's true. That, that wasn't your fact. That was that was Pat's. Also, if you ever have the devil come up to you, ask him to buy you a drink first. Falls for it every time. Stingy Jack. Yeah, how do I know if he's the devil just by looking at him? Apparently, according to legend, he knew. Like, you're just like, oh, that's the devil. It's like uh, police. They, he has to tell you that he's the devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you ask. He had an ice pick in his hand, and he was driving this car that said Lobotomobile on the side. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dr. Freeman, you goofball. <laughs> <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> okay, so yeah, go... Well, we're listening on what the Fat Dog Podcast. Well, I'm, I'm and, drunk. <laughs> this, this episode. I'm just trying. I'm going to go to bed. We performed a lobotomy episode. in this episode, Alex. So, yeah, check us out at factoffpodcast.com. Hit us up on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And you guys have a great day. I only day. have Twitter turned on at this point. I don't have Facebook and Instagram yet. So, um, But, yeah, I might have those rocking soon at Fact Off Pod. Yes. Stay t- check every 10 minutes to see if it happens. Refresh your browsers, please. All right. Bye.